everyone, and welcome to Game Cola's first ever off-topic podcast. I'm Paul Franzen, your editor-in-chief. Here's the deal. When uh, Michael Gray and I got together to record podcast number 18, uh, we had a lot of trouble uh, staying on topic. We were only planning to talk about the games Deja Vu and Phoenix Wright, uh, but somehow we found ourselves just getting sidetracked a lot. We cut out most of the off-topic stuff when editing together podcast number 18, and then we noticed, hey... There's enough material here to make a whole new podcast. And so we did, and that's what you're listening to right now. The cobbled together remains of what was left over from our last podcast. We're going to start things off with a brief discussion of former Game Cola columns and former Game Cola writers, which somehow turned into us talking about Philip Pullman's His Dark Materials trilogy. Uh, later, we'll be talking about our favorite audiobook speakers Mega Man, Mega Girl, and the whole Mega Family. The Game Cola YouTube page, Nancy Drew Computer Games and their fans, Wikipedia, and more. But first, a warning about our first segment. It contains major, major spoilers about his dark materials. If you haven't read the books, you should not listen to this segment. Instead, you should skip to the 18-minute mark when we start talking about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Ninja Turtle crossover specials. In fact, yeah, you, you really just shouldn't listen to that segment at all uh, if you haven't read the books. Uh, not only will it spoil them for you, but but uh, the segment also won't make a lot of sense if you don't know anything about Lyra, Demons, Mary Malone, or Alephiometers. Anyway, here's Michael and and me talking about things. Or Kevin. Kevin, if you're listening, we're not holding any grudges against you. We're not. Kevin, we love you. We think you're awesome. Uh, sorry, let me just uh, stop it right here. This is Paul again. Paul, your host, your editor-in-chief. Anyway, Kevin. Uh, if you don't know who Kevin refers to in the segment, Kevin is a longtime Game Call staff member, and he's also the one in charge of putting together the new site. Uh, we may have recorded the segment after uh, poking a little fun at him for not having finished the site yet. Okay, continue. And we're not going to try to replace you with the new Canadian author, because you never write anything. He has before. Mm-hmm. If you look in the Game Ball's archive, he, uh, he actually wrote Versus Mode. Sorry, I swear this will be the last interruption. Uh, Versus Mode. If you don't know what Versus Mode is, it's a column in Game Cola in which two writers, uh, they just discuss current events in video gaming. That's it. Okay. Yeah. He, uh, he, yeah, a Versus Mode uh, in its original format was not this. Uh, versus mode was that he would take two similar games and compare them and say which was the better one. I think his first one was comparing two Pokemon games. So that's what versus mode used to be. Yeah, that was actually really interesting. And, and then I took the, and then it stopped being a column, and I used the name again because I thought it was a very good name. That's exactly what I did with Carbonated News. Is <laughs> Carbonated News used to be? What did it used to be? Because you it, used it, to write it. It's gone through a few iterations. I think originally it was fairly similar to what you're doing right now. Yeah. I used to just go through the news and list all the ones that I thought were interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, I think, was this, this is the column that uh, our Australian friend Matt Wright took over, I believe, and started writing about retro news stories as if they were happening today? I think that, that, that happened. Wow, that's a really great idea. I should do that for my next... <laughs> Feel free to take it. 
I should do Actually, that. Matt Wright, if you're listening right now, come back to us. You haven't responded to any of my emails ever. <laughs> Please. Actually, also, Travis Combs, also, Sprite Monkey. All, any of you people, feel free to email me, because I miss you. What about Christian <laughs> Porter? Oh, he's still around. He, he just uh, he sent in a message over the mailing list the other day, I think, the staff mailing list. Oh, yeah, that's right. Cause he's on the staff now. <laughs> he's on the staff. I mean, Did he leave and come back? Because I noticed months. he wrote for... He hadn't written any reviews for like six months, and then he was in versus mode. He uh, he left the staff, and then um, he wrote he was for on versus mode. For to... And that yeah. was really cool seeing him come back because he wrote a really good versus mode that month. On the podcast, we gave him a shout out because how awesome his versus mode was. And we're off topic, and I don't think anybody's going to want to listen to this podcast at at this point. Of course point. they will. Especially, I think Travis Combs will be very happy that he got a shout out here. Yeah. And he was awesome. I I really want him to come back. Actually, <laughs> he's like one of my favorite all time game cola writers. I know. And who's? And the... I've told him that several times. But yeah, you're you're up there too, Michael Gray. Don't I worry. don't know if I have any favorites. I know I like that Zach person, but he was really oh old old Zach. You mean yeah, Zach Kaufman. Yeah, the one whose column I'm the who wrote Oh the Humanity. That's right. I thought his stuff was good, but he's sort of like Mateo is. It's not. It's not G-rated, so I can't give it an official thumbs up because right. of that. And I, I believe he uh, had some very anti-religious articles, anti-Christianity specifically. And I think that I get the sense, sort of like the sense I get from Mateo, it's not because he personally is against religion; it's that he wants to be controversial. I think I. Uh, I, I think he does it because he thinks it's entertaining. Yeah. I got the sense yeah. it's, it's not that he I mean, really... I, I don't want to say that he's doing it just to get a reaction. I think he's doing it because he thinks people enjoy it. Yeah. And a lot of people do, so I okay, guess it works. Well, let me just clarify my statement, by the way. Is it's like he didn't write it specifically because he's anti-religion. Yes. That's not 100% of the motive. And that seems... That, that just didn't sit well with me because obviously I'm in the seminary. But it's like, if you don't like religion, it's like, why are you writing all these hateful things? <laughs> That confuses me sometimes with authors like Philip Pullman, who are like these famous atheists who don't believe in God. I, I guess you're not a historic materials fan. Uh, I like the first did, one. Did you read them? Did I like the first one. I like the second one. The third one was so god awful that it ruined the first two for me. God awful. <laughs> that was an awesome pun. <laughs> Sorry. I'm, I'm guessing there are some things that happened at the end of that book that you're not very happy about. Yeah, but no. But the point I was trying to make is it confuses me. Sorry. It's like if you're this mega atheist and you don't believe in God, why do you write these thousand-page books all about God? That's that's the only point I have to make about that. It's like it's kind of silly. Yeah, and he tries I'm, to... I'm a big Philip Pullman fan, so I don't want to say anything. <laughs> he tries to debunk the Christian idea of God by presenting the Greek underworld. Yeah, because those two are totally compatible. It's ridiculous. In any case, it's a good book, Steer. The first book was well written. I'm kind of the movie didn't do too well. Oh yeah, I, I, <laughs> again, I didn't see the movie, but I know it's horrible. So. Yeah, yeah. So no, I mean, I yeah, uh, it just didn't look that good. And uh, my uh, my understanding was that their plan with all three movies was to try to just completely skirt the religion issue, which would be very strange for the third movie if they ever got to that point. Yeah, which I'm not sure how they could even do that. Yeah, yeah, that's I'm... stupid. <laughs> <laughs> why Why even do it? But it looks like they're not doing it, so I guess it's not an issue. 
I actually imported those books from Britain. That's how much I like them. Oh wow! Uh, so I have the uh, I didn't I didn't get um what's the first one the Golden Compass. Hmm. I have the I have Northern Lights, which is the British name right, for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And it has pictures, and there are minor differences in the text. Like hmm. in the first, I uh, like the fourth chapter. This shows you how much I like the book series. It's like when Lyra's when she's going through the tombs of Oxford and she's seeing the all the various masters of Oxford with pictures of their daemons and it's like one was a rabbit, one was a skunk, one was a beautiful lady, one was another kind of animal. And in the American version they cut out the beautiful lady one. Wait, they had a, a demon that was a person? Yeah, which I'm like, oh my gosh, Whoa. that that is such a crazy issue. I can't believe they cut that yeah, out <laughs> of the American version. Interesting. And I think I they guess. might have cut it out because it's like a beautiful lady for, you know, oh. feminist reasons. Oh, which... That opens up a lot of I know. questions for me. If, if all of a sudden they can have human demons, that's crazy. Yeah, that just opens up a gajillion questions. So what I'm kind that? of... That's one of the reasons oh. why I well, like... Lizzo just chimed in from the other room that it's, you're not allowed to have human demons. Tell her the British versions have them. They have them in the British version. Yeah, come over here. Come over here. Michael Gray knows all about it. Hmm? Oh, come what? On. It's a three-word reference to it in one of the in the British version of the first she book. Is, she is too busy to come say hi. You should be insulted. It's okay. Just tell her it's, it's, there's a three-word reference to somebody having a human daemon in the first book, yeah, which a, was cut yeah, out. There's a, there's a three-word reference in the British version, in the original version, to someone having a human demon uh, of a beautiful lady. Yeah. It's on the list of demons. She wants to go up now. Yeah. It was on the list of demons on the tombs at Oxford in that chapter. That is crazy. That was nuts. That the only the only time they really uh, go into that at all is later on when they talk about like when uh when Lyra pretends to be a demon for for the Bear King. Yeah. So I don't know if they did delete that because of feminist purposes or maybe that was an error that they had in the first yeah, version. That, I mean, that's what I would be more inclined to think, is, like, some editor was looking over that, and they're like, wait a minute, how can you have a human demon? That's ridiculous. But I don't know. I, I would be curious to see what uh, Philip Pullman has to say about that change. Yeah. And whether he, like, is totally for it, or he thinks it's horrible that they did that, mm -hmm. or whatever. Now I wish I still had the British versions instead of giving them away. Gosh. Oh, no. Well, like I said, the third book just kind of completely ruined it for me. I will, I will say that I did not like the ending of the third book. Yeah. It was like, another thing that was way too depressing for me. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, yeah, they've, they've just discovered how much they love each other, and oh, now they can never see each other again. There's, it's completely impossible. Yeah, they can't see each other again because everybody else in the history universe wants to disappear into nothingness rather than yeah. existing. Yeah. I kind of have issues. I was, I was okay with that. I was just very, very yeah. depressed. And I also thought it was weird that, like, the only way you will you will ever get to see each other again if you, is if she spends her entire life learning how to use the golden compass. I'm like, there are other people who know how to use the elephiometer. Why don't you ask one of them? <laughs> Seriously. I know. It's like to the point where actually I just, uh, I've, I've listened to the audiobooks of these, uh, like, just not very recently, like in the last few months, and I and I just stopped listening at that point because I, I didn't want to accept that that's how it ended. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to pretend that part didn't happen. Yeah. But the rest of it is good, so I'll, I'll give the book, like, 
a five. How's that? That's average, right? No. Yes, it is. I, I, I would six. Give it six. Yeah, five is too low. The third third book did not bother me as much. Yeah. Except the ending. I kind of didn't I, like, I like the part so where they killed God. Yeah. <laughs> Let's kill God. Yay. Is that obvious to readers of the book, or it's just me who came up with that interpretation? What, that they're killing God? Yeah. Oh, it's totally obvious. That's definitely, that's absolutely what Good. I mean, they call it the authority. Because when I mention it to people, they're like, what? They never kill God in that book what? series. Oh, come on. That's exactly what they're doing. I mean, they even built up to it for a while. They said, like, they kept talking about how the sudden life is the one thing yeah. that can destroy God. I believe they mentioned that, that mm. Will was going to do it. Yeah. It's not of the real. It's not the real God, though, so I guess I can forgive that. Eh, that's getting into theology. I haven't. I'm not allowed to discuss that yet. I'm. I haven't taken any courses in it yet. <laughs> I've still got two years before they start teaching I, us. I, I, have, I have a sneaking suspicion, though, that you probably know more about the topic than I do. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's a chance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe our. Yeah, I. I have not even been baptized or anything. My God, no wonder. I know. My, 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 my two older brothers were baptized and I wasn't. But we probably shouldn't get into this. <laughs> this, this is a bad idea. Objection! No, what was the comment I was going to say? It's amazing how the His Dark Materials, because Will is only introduced in the second book and how he's still a major character in the third one. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was thinking about that too. In fact, when I, when I started reading the second book, I'm like, who the hell is this person? I don't want to follow this person. Yeah, and then by the end, it's like, wow, we care about him. That's interesting. Yeah, it isn't. I don't feel quite the same way with the new character introduced in the third book, the librarian person who was watching the strange animals. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I never really connected with her that much. Yeah. I thought well. she was cool enough, but... Yeah. There, there, were, there were some much more interesting side characters. <laughs> there were more important things going on, like the end of the world. And I so want to read if there's any fan fiction about people with human daemons. Yes. Do you guys pronounce it demon or daemon? I pronounce it demon because that's how they pronounce it in the audiobook, and the audiobook is narrated by Philip Pullman. Oh, okay, never mind. Because, <laughs> because I got the British also, version... How do you pronounce the bear's name? I have no idea. But because it's, I have the British version, I always thought it's pronounced Damon because that's oh, how... I think it's spelled like that in the American... Wait, isn't it? I think it's that's spelled how it's like spelled. They used the, uh, the A-E, which is a letter that the Romans used, which eventually fell into hmm. two different letters, A and E. Oh, okay. So, eventually... I, mean, I, mean, not, I don't think... I think it's spelled the, B-A-E in the uh, American version, but I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But not the, uh, the, the single yeah. letter. Anyway, yeah. Yorick, Yorick Bernison. <laughs> yeah. I always, I always, I mean, I, I got the Yorick part, but I always thought it was Barnison or something. I mean, when I started Bernstein. Up, You're doing it wrong, Philip Pullman. That's not how it's pronounced. It's, it's Bernstein, the Bernstein bear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cool. Philip Pullman narrated his own book. That's yeah, awesome. He's so good too. I, I'm actually, I'm a big audiobook fan. Does he do voices and, for the characters? No. See, that's that's the even cooler part. There are different actors playing all the all the different parts. Dude, that is score. That is just it's, like five times awesome. I was just I was shocked that Philip Pullman was such, was so good at this because as far as I know, he's not like a professional voice actor or anything like that or a professional reader, but he really nailed it. 
I guess I guess it helps if you're reading your own material. Yeah, because Lemony Snicket, when he read his own material, when I saw him on tour, he did a really good job of it. I think he did the narration for the first two audiobooks before Tim Curry picked it up in place of him. Because on Tim... the other hand, I've, I've read a few Dave Barry audiobooks, and he he reads some of them, and he's kind of iffy. He is kind of iffy. I I saw him. Wait. Yeah, you just met him, didn't you? Yeah, I just met him. <laughs> <laughs> You're BFFs now. Yeah, I, I met him. I have like five signed books. They're all sitting That's there. Awesome. Six books signed by him. Yeah. Yeah, That's he is really... kind of iffy with the reading. Ridley Pearson is a better reader than him. Oh, is that is that the guy he writes the uh, Peter Pan books with? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know who the, the person is, but the, whoever uh, does the voice work on Dave Barry Does Japan is like one of my all-time favorite. <laughs> audiobook readers. He is awesome. And the person who does the Harry Potter books is also great. Yeah, he's Stephen Fry. Yeah. Is that Stephen Fry? That's Stephen... No, really? is it... Really? Is it Stephen Fry? I think it is. I could be wrong. Maybe. Because he's a famous audiobook person. Or is it Jim Dale? Oh, it's Jim, it's Jim Dale. It's Jim Stephen Dale. Fry must do the British version then. Yeah. Because that's Stephen Fry's tie to the Harry Potter series as he does the voices... He does a voice for somebody somewhere. And I think it's one of the audiobooks. Well, Jim Dale is awesome. Because I remember, because the Harry Potter websites, they're like, oh, guess what? They're coming out with Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy with Stephen Fry in it. Hmm. And that's like, and this is Harry Potter news because Stephen Fry did this one voice for the <laughs> wow. Harry Potter audiobook. <laughs> well, I guess they got to post something. There's not a whole lot of news right now. <laughs> I'm guessing. Except news about the movies, I guess. Well, okay, let's say you're defending the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Which one? Which which new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? The ones you hate the most. I wouldn't really say I hate any of them. Really? I I mean, I, I watched the, uh, I think, the new cartoon, which came out around 2003. I watched it. I didn't get into it, but I didn't hate it. Oh, okay. I didn't see it as, like, a big sacrilege or anything. Okay, well, let's say you had to defend the people who made the decision to uh, port t uh, Turtles in Time with ugly 3D graphics. I would never defend those people. Yeah. They completely ruined Turtles in Time. I would refuse. They're obviously guilty of murder. Of, of the game. Yes. <laughs> actually, speaking of Ninja Turtles, though, mm -hmm. and this morning, uh, actually, just this morning, I was watching a show... A, uh, well, a movie, as it were. It was a crossover movie of the 1980s slash 1990s Ninja Turtles and the 2003 Ninja Turtles and the original comic book Ninja Turtles. What? And it was the best thing I'd ever seen in my entire life. The old Ninja Turtles, uh, they walk through this portal caused by Technodrome and they end up in 2003 Turtle Land and they all have to band together to fight 2003 Shredder. And old Shredder too, but old Shredder is kind of a pansy compared to new Shredder. Oh, so and, and eventually, um, uh, this is this isn't a huge spoiler, but no, Shredder uh, sees a vision of how many different universes exist with Ninja Turtles in them, and he goes ballistic and decides he has to kill all of them. So he he determines that in order to kill them, he has to kill the original Turtles, the comic book Turtles. So they all go to comic book land and try to fight the old Turtles, the really old Turtles, and it was amazing. That actually sounds like a pretty good idea. I, I previously, I, I mean, I was already a big fan of crossovers, but this is like the best thing I've ever seen, easily. It's even better than the Jetsons beat the Flintstones. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's the Jetsons. Yeah. That was actually pretty good, yeah. The that, that was really good.
But this this even uh, this tops even that. Was the judge? I believe even uh, there was. Uh, it wasn't necessarily a cameo, but they made a reference to uh, Toka and Rezar, the monsters from uh, the first Ninja Turtles movie, which uh-huh. uh, I believe the show was indicating that was its own universe as well. Later on, uh, when Shredder is seeing all the different universes, he sees the movie universe too. Wow. But yeah, there was there was kind of a, a reference to them earlier as well. There are two monsters that look exactly like them. Good, that's interesting, because I was confused. I think we mentioned this on an earlier podcast when they were talking about the Batman movie series, and they said, yeah. oh, that's not a new universe, it's a series reboot. And I'm all, they got rid of Robin, Robin's no longer a character, it must be a new series universe, right? Yes. But no. I mean, it sounds like they would. those would be two different universes, two different Batman universes. Yeah. Kind of like how uh, the Nancy Drew video games are probably in their own universe, right, compared to the book? Um, two some... universes that are very similar, but... It, no? Yeah, you're 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 correct, but I mean, a lot of them are totally based there. off the book. And about the movies in its own universe too. Yeah, the movies in its completely own universe. So I think why are we talking about multiple universes again? Um, because we were talking about how cool it was that Maya got to defend uh, her favorite TV show star. Objection! Yeah, it's, let's pretend it's like yeah. the Power Rangers, where the bad guy always okay. lives. Another day. That's not what happened in the one anime I watched, Scrapped Princess. Oh, you watched that one? Yeah, it was great. I never heard of that one. Oh, it's about a girl who is born as the Scrapped Princess. Uh, it's prof- it is prophesized that she will be the, the, the poison that destroys the world. Ooh. And, and uh, when she is a baby, uh, she gets tossed off a cliff because they don't want her to, to poison the world. But... She is rescued, and then the, the whole story the story picks up when she's 16 and following her adventures trying not to get killed. That's very nice. I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, well, to, to bring Dragon Ball Z into the mix, what I liked about the Dragon Ball Z box set series is it had an advertisement of all the other various, you know, anime shows that they carry. Mm-hmm. And it's just fun to go through, just look at the pictures and read some of the ridiculous names they have for these shows. Save Me Lollipop, Season 1. That's actually my favorite anime, so please don't make fun of it. Oh, it looks awesome. We've got the girl with all sorts of candy and her green, you know, fuzzy green animal friend. Have you ever heard of an anime called Fruits Basket? Nope, nope. That's one uh, Lizzo's been trying to get me to watch. Uh, It's... And I'm not sure I have this right because I haven't seen it yet, but it's about a girl who uh, is born into a family where uh, they have this weird genetic disorder. Whenever they hug someone of the opposite sex, that person turns into an animal. Wow. We so need to get somebody on the podcast who actually knows about anime right now. Because I know Nathaniel Hoover would be talking about Arsene Lupin, or Lupin the Third. I'm not sure how you pronounce it, mm. but there's, it's a French book series written around the uh, 1900s, early 1900s, about Arsene Lupin, and they made an anime out of it 90 years later, which is really popular. There's a video game for it in the release for the NES. And speaking of video games, I, I, can, do, I can guess what Nathaniel would say uh, in retaliation, so... Um, okay. 
Retaliation to what? I'm not actually sure anymore. I can tell you that we're on a totally new topic now, but that's all I got for you. Just, just keep listening. Well, oh, I can't do a Nathaniel impersonation. I can't imitate his voice, darn. Um, he would say, well, uh, Phoenix Wright is obviously a Capcom game, and Capcom makes the Mega Man series, and it reminds me of Mega Man 3, where you have to fight Proto Man for the first time. And the Proto Man Mega Man fight is awesome, but we have to do it three times over the course of the game. So by the second time, the second time's good actually, but the third time you get to the Proto Man fight, it's sort of just, you know, kind of a drag. It's not really different from the other one, other two Proto Man fights, and it, it really makes you wonder why they even bothered putting it in there. Now wait, Proto Man? I thought it was Mega Girl. <laughs> It's Proto-Man, Paul, not Mega-Girl. I, I watched your videos, Michael Gray, and I believe you said it was Mega-Girl. It turns out to be Proto-Man, Mega-Man's brother. I don't know how he has a brother, because he's a robot. Uh, he has a sister robot. Sister, though, I mean, Mega-Man's blue, Proto-Man's pink. Sounds like boy and girl to me. The thing is, Mega-Man has a sister. <laughs> very upset if you heard me say this. Yeah. Mega-Man has an official sister. Her name is Roll. Because in Japan, the series is Rockman, so rock and roll. Which, oh, that's good. That's a good one. Yeah. She really doesn't do anything in any of the Mega Man games, besides show up at the very end of the credits when Mega Man goes home. He's like, oh, there's his sister again. There's no dialogue or anything, and if you don't know that she exists, then you're just confused. Actually, she has speaking lines in Mega Man 64. And she runs the shop in, like, one of the Mega Man and... Isn't that, isn't that one of those games people like to pretend didn't happen, though? I think it is. I have a copy, and I was thinking about doing a video walkthrough for it. <laughs> That'd be fun. It would be fun, although... It. Yes, it is very, very... The thing is, there's this 3D game, because it's Mega Man 64, and there aren't any camera controls. The camera oh. controls are the direction you're facing in. So it uses, uh, what do you call it? It's not a joystick. The analog stick? Yeah, the, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you use that to control the camera, which is good in theory, but say you want to go left, what will happen is that the camera pans to the left, and Mega Man doesn't actually go to the left. Oh. Because Mega Man doesn't move unless Mega Man goes forward, so you have to pan to the left and then push forward to get Mega Man to move. Which would be good, except during real-time boss battles, Bad, bad idea, because it's impossible to dodge, because it's hard to move. So that's why people think the game is, they don't want to think that it exists, because the control scheme makes it hardly worth playing. Yeah. That seems to happen a lot when they make 3D versions of old 2D games, they just don't work very well. Yeah, like Monkey Island. Ooh. Well, um, Monkey Island 4 didn't really work so well, and the controls and tales of Monkey Island are... Pretty Actually, awful. I believe uh, I say in my review of the of the fourth one that they are the worst thing to ever happen to video games. Yeah, they are not very good. But I they, uh, Telltale had the they made point and click adventure games before. Why didn't they just use the same system? I don't know why they did that. They, they could just use the the Sam Max engine. Everything would have been great. Objection! Okay, okay, let's get let's move on to our next thing. Did you did you watch the videos for Phoenix Wright case number five? Oh, uh number five. I'm I'm only on the third one. Number three, number three, sorry. <laughs> yes, I, I did watch those. Um not recently, but recently enough. And I, I took notes too. 
You have notes. Well, I have notes. You should have mentioned this because that we will actually have some focus to our conversation. Well, I, I have. Do you, do you want my notes? Sure. What are your notes? <laughs> you, want, you want to copy my notes, Michael? All right. Uh, do you, okay. Let's intro. Do you want to do the uh, the, the summary? I, th- I think you'd be better at that than me. Well, you actually have a summary. <laughs> I do, but they're not. <laughs> By summary, I mean. I, I, my, 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 my summary says, this is the one about the Steel Samurai. Damn it, that's the entire extent of my summary. We're <laughs> in trouble. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll read you my entire summary. This is the one about the Steel Samurai, where his arch nemesis in the show is murdered by the Steel Samurai's own prop. And there's a picture of someone dressed as the Steel Samurai. That's awesome. <laughs> that's, that's, that's it. So how is okay. how is the Gates of Life going to work with the uh, new game cult law? Uh, the Gates of Life is, of course, a choose-your-own-adventure-style fantasy adventure uh, that appears in Game Cola, written by myself and Matt Gardner. Its big thing is that at the end of each edition, the readers get to vote on the direction that this epic story takes. That is, uh, I, I think we're we've been talking about just sticking with the same release schedule that we've had just once a month. Okay, that works. And, you yeah. know, it would even work because, you know, sometimes Kate doesn't have time to draw all the pictures. You can just wait. Yeah, It exactly. doesn't matter if she doesn't finish the pictures in time for the monthly release schedule. So, good plan. Yeah, yeah that's that's pretty much the plan. Uh, hopefully, uh, we all remember what's happening in this story when it comes time to write the next one. I don't know hopefully, any of the characters' it's names. It's not my turn to write it this month, or next, whenever. I don't know any of the characters' names. Really? You can't name one character. There's the guy who wears green. Skyway? What? Am I even close? Wait, what was it? Skyway. Skyway? And there are, like, panda gnomes, and... The main characters are Render, Enrique, and Rivers. Rivers, that's who I was thinking of. Rivers. Don't know how I got Skyway out of Rivers. (laughs) No clue. They're, they're both blue? We'll go with that. They're both blue. There's also a gnome. Yeah. There, there is a gnome. Yeah, and there's Jonathan the Minotaur. That was featured quite recently. Objection! Speaking of which, how have the uh, YouTube versions of the podcast been doing? I haven't actually, I haven't noticed that they've been getting any hits at all. Have they been getting like two hits each? I, I can check right now. Check. I think they've been getting less hits than my Mega Man runs. Uh, possibly more hits than my uh, Planet Night from Outer Space one, though. Really? I don't think I got anything. Because that was a pretty good walkthrough. Uh, I thought it was fun. I liked I liked it, uh, using all the clips from the movie. I had a lot of fun with that. Yeah, and I, I, I liked how the one clip you showed looked just like Mr. Johnson from the game. <laughs> uh Oh, okay. Well, the first one is 225, but it kind of goes downhill a lot. Yeah, uh, from there. One of them, one of them has 29 views. <laughs> that means there, there have been a maximum of 29 people who have watched them through. Yes. So, all right. Uh, what was I doing? I was checking the podcast. I'll check. Uh, let's see. I mean, the Drama Queens podcast is like my all-time favorite podcast. Yeah. That was so much fun. <laughs> Sorry, you didn't get to be around for that one. It's okay. Oh my I god, can... wow. First video only has 51 views for the Drama Queens Part 1. Well, I, I, I still think it's worth doing, though. It's good, it's, it's good material. Yeah. Might as well. 
and it doesn't take that much work. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, once again, this has been the uh, Game Global Podcast, and we have decided to post it on YouTube. We have, because one of them has uh, 14 views, and that's pretty good. Don't we have, like, 10 times that many subscribers? We have, right now, 173 subscribers to our YouTube channel. Um, Wowzers. Give me two seconds, I want to see how that compares to um, <laughs> the mailing list that we, that we were using uh we had a website. Yeah. The one that we had, like, since day one that we're using to, to send a message out every time there's a new issue. Mm-hmm. Don't oh, try wow. to... wow, actually, never mind. That has 290 subscribers. Okay. I was okay. afraid that we were about to leapfrog it on our YouTube page after less than a year. Yeah, no. That's good. That's good. Good. Cool. So... And our, on our Facebook page, up to 49 fans also. Score. <laughs> I, I'm I'm continually amazed how these numbers keep going up despite the fact that we don't have a website. My my YouTube page. <laughs> how many thousands of subscribers I do I have? I don't want to know. Don't ruin this for me. Oh man, am I up to four million views altogether yet? Uh, probably gonna hit four million someday. I'm guessing before the end of the year. That's my bet. Million? Wait. Million. Uh, see. Professor Layton videos have gotten very few views. Really? The uh, the Nancy Drew fans don't care that much? They don't like Professor Layton all that much. I'm surprised. It's like the same kind of game, though. Weird. I, I thought Professor Layton would get, like, the Professor Layton fans would start getting into Nancy Drew right. and vice versa, but no. That is surprising. There's apparently no crossover between those two groups. Well, I mean, I'm personally surprised that there are so many Nancy Drew fans. I am too, to be quite. I, I am. I have trouble believing that. It's a solid. Uh, it's a solid series, kind of. I, I, I guess. I don't know. I, I my only experience with them is watching your videos. I haven't played any of them. Half the games I could easily just throw out and never play. To be quite I honest, know, they, they have the kind of adventure game puzzle that I don't really like as much. The kind of abstract logic puzzles. Mm-hmm. They're too hard for me. I like it when I'm just combining items. <laughs> I'm like, okay, got to use the the baseball bat on the, the flower base in order to trick that guy. Okay, I got it. Objection! Wikipedia, on the other hand, steals from me. Really? They copy pasted like character lists from my guides for the Nancy Drew games. And I can and tell because it's. It. I can tell because it's like my the character's name and then my witty comment about the character. That's that's kind of blatant. Unless somebody else came up with the exact same witty joke, I'm thinking Wikipedia is a plagiarist. Yeah. Yes. Well, you know, Game Cola is uh, all over Wikipedia right now. Yeah, it's it's linked on two two different articles. Yeah. The uh, what is. The Blaster Master article, I think, extensively quotes uh, Alex, uh, Alex's review. I have no idea how to pronounce his last name. Alec Jezza Deserac? Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. But I've noticed that uh, when I looked on the list of Franzens, your name didn't appear, Paul. That's because I'm not editing Wikipedia articles to put my own name in them. Okay. Actually, neither is Alex. He was as surprised as I was to learn that he was quoted there. Yeah, I wonder why they didn't quote my review of Final Fantasy VI. (laughs) 
I believe I believe uh, our entry on TVTropes.com makes mention of that, though. Did, did you uh, see that yet? Yeah, I, I also noticed our entry on TVTropes.com uh, calls the podcast an ear sore due to my singing. I, I disagree with that. I think your singing is pretty much the best part of the podcast. Yeah, some of it. I did. <laughs> Objection! And that wraps up Game Cola's first ever off-topic podcast. I'm Paul Franzen. The other person was Michael Gray. And what we are most thankful for this holiday season is you listeners. Bye. Okay, hello there, everybody. My name is Michael Gray, and with me is Paul Fransen, the editor-in-chief of... Wait, editor-in-chief? Making fun of my pronunciation issues. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> this is Paul Fransen, the editor-in-chief, or the head editor, if you prefer. Actually, uh, no, you can't use that. That's not my job title. It's editor-in-chief of Game Cola. Okay. So, do we have any idea what we're doing? No. <laughs> uh, we could talk about Phoenix Wright. Uh, we could talk about another game. Okay. I think, I think that was the, pretty much the idea, right, is to just pick a game that, that everyone in the conversation, in this case, us, has uh, <laughs> talked about. Yeah, sure, that'll that'll work. That's how I was thinking. It's like, oh, if there's a bunch of people show up, maybe we could do a full podcast. I was, I was thinking that, too. Eric's around, but Eric hates podcasts. <laughs> he gives them a thumbs down. I think he does. I, I can IM him, though. I know he has Skype and a microphone. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm sure we can just do a segment by ourselves. It'll be fun. Well, I sent him a message just in case. Wouldn't be able to do Phoenix right if he joined them, because I don't think he played them. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised more people didn't want to do it. I mean, we there are other people on the staff who have played Phoenix right. Yeah. Maybe they're just tired of talking about it just because we've talked about it on every other podcast. Yeah. <laughs> that that could be the case. Whatever, it's a great game. A great series of games. Yeah, whatever, man. Okay, so what do, what do you want to do? What do you feel like talking about? I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, if neither of us actually has anything to talk about, we don't, we don't have to do anything. <laughs> It's just us, and we don't have anything to talk about. <laughs> no, 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 no. We ha we have subjects to talk about. Okay, we can we can try to get this started. This will be fun. Oh, well, maybe we can talk about a, a Mario game, so we can uh, show people how to pronounce it right. Oh, oh, not not again, Paul. <laughs> I'm the... Everyone else is wrong. I'm the only one who's right. You just keep telling yourself that. No, I'm well, the official. I'm the official English person at yeah. at my new place because I have to be in charge of all these ESL people. Oh. So I developed the annoying habit of correcting everybody's pronunciation and grammar. Yeah, that that does sound annoying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Eric Eric doesn't want to join because quote I don't know anything about video games. Good reason. Good reason. Yeah. All right. So what's a game? That we've both played. Well, did you watch... Deja Vu. <laughs> yeah. I know we both played that one. That could be... That would be a weird... 
Yeah, let's do deja vu. How's that? <laughs> do you want to? Sure, why not? We could just, like, 10 to 15 minute segment. We could easily stretch out in the 10 minutes, right? I think if I, could, if I could remember the game. It's been so long. Holy crud, Paul. Has it been even <laughs> more than a month? I think it's been, I think it's been at least a month and a half. Hmm. Maybe even two. Yeah, because I've been meaning to play the sequel. Anyway, let's, we'll try to get this started, okay.